Hello, this is the Jill Cruz podcast. And today I had a wonderful conversation with my friend Cheryl. And we got into some really juicy conversations about health building. And one thing that really stood out to me is the concept of building an identity about yourself. And that's something that you can create, right? You can create who you are and how you show up in the world. And and sometimes that starts with faking it a little bit until you make it, but it's also just about day-to-day series of choices of saying, hey, this is this is who I am, this is who I want to be. And for Cheryl, that was really meaningful in her health journey. So we talk about that and more fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, Jill. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. Oh, my pleasure. Yep. Yay. <laughs> so I wanted to start off by just asking you a question, a simple question. What has been something that's been very meaningful for you in your health journey? Like a, a lesson that you've learned or a piece of wisdom that you think would be useful for others? Yeah. You know, I always laugh because personal wisdom once it comes out like when you come to that place of realizing it it's always like wow that's really simple but but there's knowing and then there's knowing right and so for me it it really was this little piece you know and and it happened very much in regards to really renovating again you know my my food health and my relationship with food but it was just that realization that like each time I choose what to eat, and this could apply to exercise to an activity, but like each time I choose, it's like this, this personal act of self-care and each of those choice moments matters. And, you know, that you can get so mired in like, you know, habits or personal barriers to things, or, you know, I've always kind of read myself very busy. And so, you know, like lining up something healthy and fast it's a simple thing but I've often just defaulted to like whatever is easy and just refuel and keep going and so I'm, I'm really finding that really coming into that habit to say like that's not even just a habit it's a hygiene about how I get through each day with a certain mm-hmm. kind of frame of wellness and health and, and energy and vitality that's just this is my normal right not on a good day not sometimes but like this is how i operate that that was a huge um kind of coming into oh it's this choice right now each time i'm making it Hmm. so let me see if i'm understanding this so what you're saying is that you have created it so that your normal is being aware that the choices that you make matter, you know, these self-care choices matter. Mm -hmm. So is it whether or not you make the best choice? Yeah, it comes from like, I re I've realized that, and it's been great talking, you know, to other women over several years, I've really never been motivated by that kind of highly restrictive, like dieting, or, you know, the kind of should culture at all, right? It was a bit of a an astonishment to say like, I've never actually felt bad about how I eat or the choices because there's often pleasure associated with it or there's some kind of some kind of gain. And so I didn't kind of have that driver behind me in the motivation to make 
the kind of choices that I'm making now and making regularly. So it was an interesting, you know, as I listen to other women often realize, wow, that's a really heavy yoke, you know, women are carrying often about all the things they feel they should do and all the ways they kind of interact with that. And I, I had to find some other way to get to that place of I'm choosing this just as you, you know, the normalization of, yeah, of course you brush your teeth or you brush your hair or like any, any other kind of personal wellness hygiene that just happens. Um, mm. I had to get to that place around food and, and in a lot of ways around activity, because again, I would be very passionate about something and then take, you know, take my foot off the pedal as it were and not get moving right away. And so to really view that, the potency, I would say, of saying this is this moment when I'm making a choice and I need to be fully here and making it. Mm, I love that. So it's it's around sort of just normalizing the behavior and it almost feels like when you were speaking like this sort of lack of judgment, lack of drama. <laughs> it's like, this is just what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very refreshing because when it's like, oh, I have to do this, like you were saying, the should, or, you know, if I don't do this, then these are the consequences. It becomes a pressure. And sometimes I would imagine it can also bring up, because I see this with a lot of clients, is this a little bit of like rebelliousness of like, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, even if you're telling yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. yeah that, that inner rebellious, you know, teenager that's just like, right. I don't want to have to, and so I'm not going to, or I'm going to, you know, eat the whole cake or what, whatever the thing is. Yeah, and it's, I mean, for me, it's been, you know, a vehicle really to just live with more presence and mm. to really remain connected with the whole cycle of not just, you know, planning, like I'm a gardener, so this time of year I'm, I'm in love because I can just walk out and sort of cut what I'm doing for lunch and then bring it in and, and prepare it, which is, wow. you know, like the best. But, but the whole cycle of like, so how does that feel? How is my energy? How is my mood? Mm. And to to be present with it and then responsible to it, like even just meaning responsive to say, hey, you know, I, I actually just need a moment of pause and checking in. And, you know, which is as someone who's been a, a coach for many, many years and stuff like you, you know, these sort of lifestyle, you know, advices and things like, you know, it's so common. Mm -hmm. To actually implement it, to actually make that present and vital in your life, that felt to me like a major threshold. So I'm not just spouting some kind of advice and wisdom, I'm actually doing it. And then noticing if I've fallen off of that, I, I just come back, just, just like a kind of meditation practice. I just come back to this whole kind of, I often talk about somatic intelligence, like it's brain, your mind, heart, body, spirit, the whole thing that says, no, you know what this feels like, like this clean eating space, this place of good energy, this place of, you know, you like it really is a feeling of wellness. And I, I feel often we're so focused on fixing what's not well, we forget to sort of rest and abide in like, this is what wellness feels like. And to really like register that so our system goes, I want that. 
Oh, gosh, I love that. I love that. So it's um, the things that are coming to mind are like, you know, it almost seems like this very neutral, again, like there's no angst or pressure or shoulds or um, guilt. It's just like, you know, this is how I want to live my life. And when I live my life this way, it feels good. Therefore, I want to keep doing it. And sometimes I don't do it. And that's okay, too. I just kind of try to bring myself back. And there's a lot of acceptance. I feel like this is like the real juicy, meaty core of self-love. It's not good or bad. It just is kind of yeah. feeling that I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've read, you know, books like, you know, sort of radical acceptance and that mm -hmm. about that. And, you know, what I what I really find is you're totally right. It's more profound act of self-care to continue to make this choice, to literally feed this image of yourself that's about being calm, being rested, being nourished you know, being energized and, and saying there's a, there's a wisdom in, like, again, when, when it's a, a should-do habit or some kind of, I always talk about a bolt-on, right? Like, I'm over here, but I'm bolting on this healthy habit. It's not really me, right? And to say, no, I, I want this me, and I'm willing to kind of be present, you know, moment by moment, meal by meal, day by day, about what kind of me am I creating? Because mm. this is the wisdom I find from my own work and this kind of, you know, positive neuroplasticity is simply that we recreate ourselves all the time. And so there's a quite a power in that choice to say, so I choose this because I'm actually identified and associated with this version of me. Mm. No doesn't mean that if I've put in a really long day, you know, that I can't come into that, I'm cranky, I'm crabby, just give me some, you know, for me, it's salty carbs, you know, sort of thing. But there is, as you say, this much more embracing acceptance to say, okay, so I'm here. And I did all the things that kind of led me to this depletion that make me feel like reaching for the bag of chips or whatever. And I can, you know, I might even honor that in some kind of small way because, you know, they taste good and they're crispy and they're light. And But it doesn't have to be losing yourself, you know, like diving off a big cliff into, okay, I've depleted and now all bets are off and I'm going to jump all the way in. It's just to say, okay, so I'm really here and I probably need to walk around the block and maybe, uh, you know, a small rest and then I could get up and do the dishes or whatever. Mm. I love that. The words that's coming to mind for me right now is healthy responsibility. Yeah. The way that you described it is this taking responsibility for, like you said, you know, these are the series of events, whether it's today or the weekend or whatever, that brought me to this place where now I want to make this choice that's I know is not going to help me to maintain that good feeling, or maybe it won't, maybe it won't matter, but really taking responsibility for the situation and then taking responsibility for your choices. And that always feels, I always say, you know, healthy responsibility feels good. Blame feels bad. Yeah. Guilt feels bad. <laughs> uh, so if you're just kind of like, I'm not blaming myself, I'm just taking responsibility. And now I have a choice. Like you started off in the beginning, you know, it's simply a choice. So that's, that's incredibly powerful mm -hmm. and it's simple. Well, and as you name the shame piece, like 
it sets up for me like this sort of feeling like when I feel the scent like what shame is in the body is mm. somehow you're supposed to be some kind of invulnerable authority figure in your own life and your own self that never gets tired that never gets mad that never you know gets depressed or like any of the things that might cause us to reach out for something to feel better and to simply allow like yeah I do need some soothing right now I do need some support and as an adult often that task falls to us to to deliver that I mean if we have a great partner or or someone in our lives you know we're lucky but even you know they can't be with us and for us every moment right and so how to just say okay this this is my need and I can support it you know and have options about it rather than some kind of default attention mode that says the only solution here is Oreos or what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very empowering. Mm -hmm. What you're describing feels like it's an empowerment. Mm -hmm. And also it's an identity. It's like you've created this identity like this is Cheryl. Yeah. And sometimes Cheryl goes over here. But for the most part, she kind of likes to hang out in here. And this is me. And this is who I am. Yeah. And I think that's also very powerful sometimes a little bit of like fake it till you make it maybe yeah. you know like yeah. I think in the beginning stages of figuring this out yeah. you know like I remember I always used to say well I'm a fit person even though I wasn't that fit <laughs> I was like creating that identity for myself yeah yeah so. no but it's it's a process like of using your awareness and your attention you know I sometimes talk with my clients about yes you're in pain or you've got some kind of mobility restriction but if all of your attention only associates with that, then that's what you increasingly become. And literally that's right. true. Like the pain centers in the brain expand and gobble up territory in terms of the neurons and the connections. It works the other way, right? Like I, I would say way past sort of an affirmation is to say if I associate with this this self that feels well nourished, that's you know eaten in some kind of appropriate supportive way, then I, that also increases in terms of this idea of self-image and who who this person is. We absolutely can influence that, and it's not a one-and-done kind of thing. That you know, it comes back mm -hmm. to this, the drudgery, if you will, of making choice after choice after choice that feeds that image forward. And then it's just true. Then it's just yeah. true. It's not a story, you know. Right. And I agree. Like at the beginning, it feels more tenuous because you haven't gone through the process to reaffirm and re-choose and re you know grow those connections that say this is who I am yeah wow I love that you know you're creating those neural pathways that creates it into a habit yeah so I want to start to wrap it up but I do want if if you could just for like a minute or so talk about what it is exactly that you do and you mentioned these neural pathways and how you help people with pain mm -hmm. and I know what you do more or less <laughs> Yeah. But I would love for you to just kind of describe that. And if anybody listening would like to learn more about you, you know, where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I call myself a move more without regrets coach and teacher. And basically, I use movement as a form of positive neuroplasticity to help people find new possibilities for themselves. I often focus in on balance and movement. But really, when people are facing some kind of life changing injury, surgery, you know, life condition like MS or fibromyalgia, I can work with them to improve their mobility, improve their quality of life overall, 
you know, often people ask me, so you just work with like movement in the body? And it's like, yes, but you know, sometimes changing your ability to literally stand so you can prepare a meal when you couldn't, you know, increases somebody's world to actually be able to move in the way that supports what they're interested in doing. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm always happy to just chat with people because this is, you know, an approach that isn't necessarily widely known. And so, you know, best able, if you go to my website, www.kindpower.ca forward slash move more, and there's information about what I do and then a place you can easily set up a free 30 minute call and and just to talk and, and to give you, you know, give someone value in, in that conversation. Here's one thing that can improve your situation. Yeah, I've done the, I've done that call with you. And, and the CA is for Canada. You work remotely. You're very skilled at working via Zoom mm-hmm. and helping people. That's okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And so your background, I know, but just mention a little bit like what credentials you have or the other thing. I don't want to spoil yeah, it, but you no, know, for sure. the movement that you do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm coming, drawing from a couple traditions. I mean, front and center is the Feldenkrais method. So mm-hmm. Moshe Feldenkrais really was a pioneer in somatics to understand how we can concretely use movement to make positive changes in the brain and the nervous system and really change your self-image. So all of the ways right from birth, you can be conditioned mentally, emotionally, socially, and it literally gets embedded in your movement habits. So, you know, you can say, yes, it's about quality of movement, but it's really about your whole self and, and your whole sense of potency. I'm also coming to the work. I I train Aikido and Tai Chi, and so um, very much draw on the jewels of those traditions to you know bring people into better relationship with their body and and that kind of quality of wellness that's really palpable and, and visceral. And then you know finally I'm trained as an integral master coach, and so it's it's a system of coaching that really looks at you as a whole person, whether it's emotional intelligence, uh, spiritual, moral, what, Enneagram, like there's there's several components that we look through to really honor the kind of complex and dynamic person that you are and who you want to become. So creating a new way of being. And so I, I kind of bring all of those together when I work with people either online in group classes, online one-on-one, and if you're in the Edmonton area, you know, locally in person. Oh, gosh, Cheryl, I just love what you do. I'm so excited for you bringing all of this together, probably extremely unique way. I don't know. I just I just think it's so awesome because so many people are limited. And and I think that connection between the body and the brain or the mind Mm -hmm. is just forgotten in traditional oh, I have, I have back pain. Let me go to a physical therapist. It's like, whoa, you know, there's so much more going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you address all of that. And I appreciate your being on the call today. I really do. This has been, I'm trying to keep it short, sweet, simple, little pearls for people, little bits of inspiration. And I think we did that successfully. No, <laughs> all the best. I think this is a great vehicle for a way to get your message out as well, because it's, you know, such empowering work you do as well to, you know, really have people live, live the kind of life that they want because of the kinds of, you know, choices they make in nutrition and nourishing their whole selves. Yeah, yeah. Very complimentary. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> 
Thank you, Cheryl. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation that I just had with Cheryl Whitelaw. And if you would like to learn more about Cheryl and what she does, you can go to her website, which is kindpower.ca for Canada forward slash move more. And Cheryl's work that she does is so meaningful and it's so deep. It's not just about exercise or movement. It's about retraining your brain your nervous system through the movement, through the the awareness. And it's a pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. And so I would love to hear from you, your thoughts. What did you think of this episode or any of the other episodes? And in general, what would you like to hear on this podcast? It's pretty much a forum for empowering you and uh, helping you be happy and healthy and, you know, getting what you want from life. So Uh, Let me know what would inspire you. And as always, you can check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. And if you want to check out the blog, it's forward slash blog. So uh, lots of great articles there. And uh, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.